When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He is Jalen Rose. I am David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? We give the people what they want. Very special show today. Who is joining us in just minutes on this program? The legendary OG wordsmith Lloyd Banks is joining Jalen and Jacoby next. Make sure you check that out. Lloyd Banks will be here in just minutes, but... We have some new news about the Kevin Durant Brooklyn Nets saga. It has been weeks since he demanded a trade. No trade package has been acceptable to the Nets. So what is next? There are rumors and reports that Kevin Durant is going to have a meeting, a sit down this week with Joe Sy. Now, Jalen, my question to you is this is, do you think this is Kevin demanding a trade again directly to the owner of the Nets? Or is this size sort of pitching Kevin to stay and helping him join the Nets at training camp? What do you think? My brother, David Jacoby, the consummate professional, the industry 20 plus year veteran, once taught me, each time you go into a meeting, have a clear focus of what you hope to get accomplished. Exactly. And so let me tell you what this meeting is all about. I know you want to get traded. You got four years left on your deal. Unless they're calling me about Giannis or Luka or 10 first round picks or something that has never happened in the history of the NBA, we're not going to trade you. That, that, that's ultimately what this conversation is going to be about. Like when you start looking at the deals around the league, Look at what happened to get Rudy Gobert in Minnesota. Look what may need to happen to get Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. Look what Paul George, look what the Clippers had to give up to get Paul George from OKC. If you're going to trade Kevin Durant, and here's the key, with four years left on his contract, this is going to be an insurmountable contract that has never happened in the history of the NBA. So therefore, if I'm the Nets, I'm not going to be able to do it. Let me say that again for the people in the back. I'm not going to be able to do it. And this is the ultimate compliment to Kevin Durant. Guess what just happened this past June? The Golden State Warriors won the championship. The Mm -hmm. same team that won it before KD, he won two finals MVPs with and dashed because he and Kyrie was going to form their own path. And I still believe that they can do that. So if you're the organization, don't panic. Kyrie saw the Celtics make the finals. KD saw them just win it without him. He's going to be as motivated as any player in the NBA this year. You don't just move him. You get him in the office. You tell him, I'm going to figure a way to work this out with you. And let me just say one more thing. I'm listening. 
People need to stop treating Kyrie Irving like some afterthought. Like Kyrie Irving is one of the top 10 or 12 players in the NBA. I'm not breaking them up. I am not breaking so, them but up. But Mr. Rose, I think that is the problem. If you look at the timing, Kyrie Irving doesn't get a long-term deal with the Nets, and he opts into his player option, so he's only with the Nets for one more year, and then two or three days later is when we have this trade request from Kevin Durant. I believe those things are related. Don't you think that Kevin Durant expected the Nets to commit to Kyrie long-term? They did not. That upset him, which is what led him to ask for the trade. That is what I believe he will discuss with Joe Side, not necessarily his situation, but his and Kyrie's situation. So you're really great at your job, thank you. And I appreciate how we got to the KD part. I'm glad you just teed me up. G Gary Payton, the Sean Kemp style for the lob. Here's the Kyrie part. KD don't want uncertainty, fam. If I got four years left and he got one year left, y'all don't take care of him, that creates uncertainty. Mm -hmm. I already have that with Ben Simmons. Can I ask you a question as somebody that's dealing with a bad back right now? <laughs> How did Ben Simmons pass his physical? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I don't even know if they did a physical. Right? He didn't play for the Nets and had surgery. That means that injury was lingering. He didn't play for the Sixers at all this year, basically. So anyway, so now here's what you tell KD. We got Kyrie on the Harden plan, fam. That's it. We need to see him mm -hmm. back in the gym. We need to see him back with the team, back engaged. We want to make sure that New York City doesn't change any restrictions. We see monkeypox now happening, different variants of coronavirus. Not sure if he's vaccinated or not. But trust me, if Kyrie Irving is healthy and he's at training camp and Kyrie's at training camp with KD and Ben Simmons is healthy, if I'm the team, I'm not even thinking about nothing until the first 20 games. Oh, and Joe Harris is back. There. Joe Harris is back. TJ Warren's healthy. Royce O'Neal's been added. They re-signed Claxton. Like, they, they got a squad. Seth Curry, like, they have a hey, squad. Duh. If everybody comes back to the Nets, and I say 20, 25 games in the season, they're going to be at the top of the standings in the Eastern Conference. They Family. were last season. They will be again. If I have a healthy Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. I'm looking at my team and practicing games like this. Claxton, Harris, and Curry. I, Imagine Harris and, and Curry. Curry and Harris just catch and shoot threes all day. Look at me shooting 45% from threes. And how about this, fam? So after 15 games, if they're healthy, project a record for me. 12 Can you three. give me a record? 12 and 3. 12 and 3. I'm telling you, right. 12 and 3, 11 and 4. Easy. So 12 and 3, 11 and 4. KD averaging 30 on 50, 40, 90. Kyrie averaging 28, oh, Kyrie, 6 and Kyrie 6. Kyrie scored 60 in one of those two. Kyrie Correct. scored 60 in one of those. Exactly. Like, th they'll be just fine. If you're the Nets, do not mess this up. Do not panic. To me, I always said it. They panicked with Harden. They mm -hmm. panicked, fam. They panicked. I know he had a sore hand, and I know he quit on the team, but I would have allowed them to play a season through the playoffs and at least evaluate that. Now that that didn't happen and I got KD signed, same rules apply. I'm not panicking. This, the idea that the two of them are going to sit down and have a meeting really indicates to me that Kevin Durant will be with the Nets in training camp, and the Nets will be one of the best teams, not just in the Eastern Conference, but the NBA. And something tells me we'll have more updates on this as the week goes on. We have an update from Major League Baseball. 
Juan Soto, 23-year-old, he turned down a $440 million contract, and guess what? He has now been traded to the Padres for an absolute haul of young talent. However, the Padres now have Tatis, Machado, and Soto. How do you feel about Soto in San Diego? I'm happy for the game of baseball. And by the way, I'm happy for the Nationals too. Yeah. Because we saw them parlay Bryce Harper. He go get a major deal, and then they won the World Series without him. And Soto was a huge part of that, right? So as you mentioned, you go get all kinds of talent. They got left and right-handed pitching. They got Mm -hmm. speed. They got power hitting. They did all of that. But here's why I'm happy for San Diego. Because a couple of years ago when they signed Manny Machado and then they signed Tatis, I appreciate when teams go for it when they look around and say, wait a minute, we play in California. We competing against the Lakers. We competing against the Dodgers. Like we have to find a way to put a team out there that's gonna make a splash. And let me tell you something, having those three players in your lineup does that. You know what? I need to go watch them play. Oh, this, have you this, been? I've been to that ballpark. It's one of the best baseball yes, watching experiences yes, I've ever yes. had in that ballpark I, in the surrounding I, I Gaslight District. It is so much fun there. I love it. And the Padres haven't really been truly nationally relevant like this in love quite it. some time. I'm so excited for Me this too. team and this city. And again, we, we got to go on a road trip there. It is such a no fun doubt. ballpark to go to. And now they're going to put some butts Love and it. some balls in the seats because they have some power hitters in that lineup. I'm excited for the Padres, really making Love a run it. for it. So they landed a huge star. Well, a football team in Miami tried to land a huge star, a gentleman by the name of Tom Brady. They tried and tried and tried, and they tried so much that guess what? They've been hit with tampering. They lose a 2023 first-round pick, I believe a 2024 third-round pick. And Stephen Ross, someone who's in your phone, he was fined $1.5 million. And now Bruce Pearl may not attend meetings for the whole season. I don't think he minds that too much. Uh, Bruce Beal, I mean, I'm sorry. Jalen, what do you think of all this tamper? So a couple of things. What organization isn't forecasting its next move? That's what's happening 24-7, 365. Right now, for example, the Cowboys, you don't think they're forecasting who they want their next coach to be? They're doing that. You don't think the Miami Dolphins ain't watching Tua closely to see who their next quarterback might be if he's not able to get it to Cheetah? That's what organizations do. And mm-hmm. so for me, this reminds me of what happened with the Knicks, right? Everybody's doing it, but then you're going to punish New York. But yet Jalen Brunson's father actually works for the team. Don't Stephen Ross and Tom Brady have the University of Michigan in common? Yes, they do. So they didn't need the NFL to have a relationship. To, if I have Stephen Ross's phone number, I and I can get him on the phone. And by the way, a terrific JRLA supporter. Can't wait to go to Dolphins games. As a matter of fact, you ready for this, Jacoby? Jalen and Jacoby got invited to do our show with the Dolphins. Let's That's how it. much love we gonna get with them. So Let's with that it. being said, This is much to do about nothing. What does it mean to find him $1.5 million? 
Listen, the value of a dollar is important, and he has a lot of them. And I'm sure that he is upset about being fined $1.5 million. However, Mr. Rose, if it costs him $1.5 million to have a chance at landing Tom Brady, he would spend that time and time again. Just an opportunity to bring Tom Brady into the building. That alone is worth $1.5 million, even if it doesn't work out. And and Sean Payton. What up, though? Mm Mm-hmm. Good point. Jalen, you've been saying for years how ridiculous it is that Jimmy Johnson is not in the Cowboys' ring of honor while Jerry Jones was asked to address it. And here's what he said, quote, It's BS for anybody to be making anything of that. I've said I'm going to put him in the ring of honor. I get to make that decision. And it isn't, at the end of the day, all tailored around whether Jimmy is sniveling or not. Jalen, you've talked about this for years. What do you think? Jimmy Johnson was my favorite coach when he was at the U. So therefore, I follow he and Michael Irvin and rooted for the Cowboys some when they were winning two championships. And it's a disgrace that he's in the actual Hall of Fame, not in the Cowboys ring of honor. And yes, Jerry, you're the owner of the team. You you get to make the decision. Didn't he just say that about the coach the other day? Yeah, Mm -hmm. you get to make the decision. But I don't know what sniveling means. But here's what I do know. You're not going to win a Super Bowl until you put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor. I know that. How about this? What happens first? The Fab Five get a banner in Ann Arbor or Jimmy Johnson gets in the ring of honor? Jimmy Johnson gets in the ring of honor, unfortunately. Jalen, the world of sports lost another legend. Famous broadcaster of the Dodgers, Vin Scully, passed away. When, in my opinion, one of the best sports broadcasters in the history of sports broadcasting. Your thoughts? And for all of us that work in this industry, you got to acknowledge legendary status and greatness and iconic status. I mean, for him to be broadcasting for, what, 67 years, for many years, he was the only person calling those games. 25 World Series, 20 no-hitters. He's an iconic legend. And I want to just say rest in peace to he and his family and to the Dodgers nation as well. We'll be back with more right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Coming to you live above the Heineken Riverdeck here in New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, I could not be more excited from our next guest. We have Lloyd Banks in the building. Thank you so much for taking the time. Appreciate you, Lloyd. I appreciate y'all brothers more, man. I'm I'm tuning into the show all the time. Thank you, legend. We appreciate you taking the time. The course of the inevitable two is out right now. Make sure y'all go cop that. Benny the Butcher, Jada Kiss. Dave East, Lloyd Banks, the legend, is dropping. What can fans expect from this legendary project? Oh, man, they could expect what I've been doing for the last 20 years, you know. Even when I'm not working, I'm working. That's my hobby. This is my muse. So I'm always writing, putting together new music. So they can expect what they got on the first project, The Course of the Inevitable, which dropped last year around June. So this is the sequel 
and it's basically just touching on a lot of real life topics you know for me being an older artist now um, i got so much to talk about now and um it's basically just about uh staying the course you know life is not going to be easy you know it's going to be left turns right turns u-turns forks in the roads you know and um i'm just trying to touch on all of those things that i've been through so the second this album drops I'm listening to it. I'm walking down the street on 6th <laughs> Avenue, and I get to like the 10th track, Traffic with Davies, and Davies says, Jalen and Jacoby on the track. Now, Jalen gets shouted out all the time, but I've never heard my name, and I just want to thank you so much because Love. that made my life, dog. That meant so much to me. When he said that in the booth, what was your th- reaction? That was, you know, it's crazy because that's happened to me a lot of times. You know, rappers, a lot of rappers wanted to play ball or play ball prior to rapping. So when he caught that line, I wanted to take credit for it so bad. But, you know, <laughs> shout out to you know what I mean, for plugging the show. Word. Absolutely. So G-Unit Hunger for More dropped in 2004. And I was, so, I was so very grateful when you said, I ain't from Michigan, but I'm in the Fab Five. Yayo 50 bucking game. You know my freaking name. <laughs> And how much for you, like, did you take and did you learn from that period of time when you guys were like rock stars internationally? I came in the game 19 years old, 19 Mm. turning 20. That was like incredible. Um, Just to give you like a little back history, like we brought LeBron James out on stage before he even made it into the NBA. Like when he was entering as a... You know what I mean? Wow. So, I'm. you know what I mean? He got to come to the show and see me running around as a 20-year-old. It was kind of crazy in itself. So, can't put words on it, man. It was a hell of a time. I think about it all the time. And you've been in this game and you've been so consistent with your quality yeah. of the product that you put out over Boss. such a long period. But you've also watched the business of the music industry change over time. How has that evolution changed the way that you approach your product? Oh, everything is different now. You know, when we came in the game, it was like mixtapes. And, you know, um, it's funny because I just went to the local bootlegger spot not so long ago and the same guys are still up there. It was a good thing to see. Um, but, you know, now everything is the Internet, um, you know, YouTube and Spotify and Tidal and all these, you know, platforms. So it's like direct to consumer. You know, there's no there's no wait. It's like you could just put the music together and strike whenever you feel like it. And that's... That fits into my strong points. You're a wealth of knowledge. You're a seasoned veteran. I got to ask you about the New York Knickerbockers. Right now, they're in discussions to possibly bring Donovan Mitchell to the squad. What are your thoughts on them potentially acquiring Donovan Mitchell to come play for the Knicks? I've been a Knicks fan since late 80s. So you already know how ecstatic I am. Uh, I've been through all of the errors, all of the jerseys, and... Uh, I'm hyped, man. I don't want to like, you know, jinx it or anything like that, but it would be, it, it would be dope to see Donovan come to the town and play in the Mecca. I, I'm looking forward to that. So as a New Yorker, I understand this, but I want you to speak to our audiences. The Brooklyn Nets have Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, and Kevin Durant. Like they got the, the three, three <laughs> of the biggest this. stars in the NBA, <laughs> but it doesn't mean a thing in this city because it's not the Knicks. Explain to our audience why that is the case. Uh, I think you got to be here to really understand, you know, but you know, the Knicks, the culture, we took so many losses, 
Um, and like I said, uh, even my son, when, when we watch the games together, I'm looking at him like, damn, you know, I'm putting him through something. He don't even understand what's going on. <laughs> but um, hopefully, you know, in the next two or three years, I just think the city is so hard to play in, you know, and that's with any field, you know, not just, um, you know, basketball, but music and entertainment in general, you know, uh, it's real crucial out here and they'll get on you in hard times. That's why I got so much respect for Camelo Anthony for mm-hmm. coming to play football at a time where a lot of major stars wouldn't come play. You know, um, it's easy to bash you, but once New York City loves you, that fandom is never going anywhere. Lloyd Banks, I know we're um, being poised professionals, but we're huge fans, my brother. And like you said, you burst onto the industry at 19, 20 years of age, and your punchlines and your bars and your hooks have been historic. So I have to ask you this question. Take your time and think about it. Who are your top five artists when it comes to punchlines in the history of rap? Um, I would say uh, Big L. Mm. I would say Big L. I would say Lord Finesse. Mm. I would say Jadakiss. I would say... Fabulous. Definitely. <laughs> and I, I I would have to take the last spot. No doubt. That's how you stick to there landing. There you go. Simone Biles, you stick to landing. <laughs> Perfect 10. Lord Finesse is a legend. I'm glad you threw him out there. No doubt. But no, for sure. So you said, you know, if you rep for New York City and you make it in New York City, you're always going to get love. And I feel like you're on that list. You know what I mean? You are definitely on that list of like a New York City legend that gets respected and saluted in every barbershop, in every bar, in every park, in every conversation, every barbecue. So explain to me what that love is like. Oh, man. Uh, You know, I say it all the time, you know, coming in as a teenager, you know, now a lot of teenagers coming in the game now don't even, you know, get a chance to really see their career play out. You know, it's crazy. So, um, you're not really a New Yorker until they experience you, I guess, take a loss or what have you. You know, the ups and downs, I think those are the things that create, you know, the story. You know what I mean? And they and they love you. You know, they, they love the idea of your music and, and the way they react to it when you first come in the game. But... You know, after 10 years and 15 years and 20 years, those daps, those, you know, those high fives, they turn into hugs, you know what I mean? When I walk the streets, I get hugged with people. So it feels yeah, good you know, to know that my, my music has grown with people, you know? Some of these people were, you know, 20 years old when my music came out, now they're 40. The course of the, the inevitable two is out right now. Make sure y'all cop that. I have to ask you, what was it like for you to get into this album? What was the process like? Oh, uh, well, like I said, it was a continuation from the first one. And, you know, when you're coming in the game, you just kind of want to excite people. Like you said, my flow was, you know, based off of a lot of oohs and ahs and punchlines. And, um, you know, I've also been inspired by artists like Tupac, you know what I mean? And Scarface and people that were always had something to say, you know, like a a real message, you know, when you start having children and things like that of your own, you kind of pay attention to that and, and you start being mindful of what they're actually taking in. So uh, I, I just tried to basically, um, you know, give my life experiences, you know, people going through things every day. And um, my goal was to become more relatable, 
you know, like I said, this is going to stay the course. You know what I mean? Just that's my whole, the whole gist of this project is regardless of ups and downs, you know, because sometimes even ups could, you know, steer you the wrong way. Yeah. Don't get too high, don't get too low. You stay the course. One of the things that I found so interesting about the G unit was the apparel. Like, remember Rockaway was out and Woo Wear was out. I remember walking down the street, I was on 42nd Street, and I saw an old man wearing G unit sneakers. And I was like, this dude has no idea what he is wearing. So take us behind the curtain about sort of that business venture. So, you know what I mean? Like, turning the music, not just making money from the music, but also from the merch and the clothes. That was incredible, you know? I know it sounds cliche to say that it'll never happen again, you won't see it, but I really believe that. You know, for the the, the entrance we had in the game to come from the mixtape markets and actually have your records, you know, from the black market making it onto radio and then those records turning into a record deal. And it was amazing, man. Like you said, uh, people walking around with the shoes, the clothes, the, the jackets, the hats, and being on the Simpsons and, you know, just the G-Unit brand alone was incredible and um yeah i'm just so thankful to be a part of that time hey banks i'm pretty sure you've rocked so many stages and so many different venues and this is probably going to be a tough question kind of like asking an athlete like their favorite game or their favorite play but is there right. a favorite show or a favorite tour that stands out to you as your favorite oh man probably man probably the rock the mic tour i think the rock the mic tour crazy, you know, with 50, Jay-Z, um, I think Snoop Dogg was on that tour, that, that was incredible for me, and then, it's a tough question to answer, because I probably went from that to the anger management tour with Eminem, which, overseas leg, and, you know, not just doing, like, you know, domestic shows, but going over and doing, you know, England, and Japan, and France, and Africa and all type of countries, you know, so it's a toss-up between the anger management tour and the Rock the Mic tour. Banks, I want to ask you about Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. So Kyrie opted into his deal. Kevin Durant got a four-year deal with the Nets but says, I want to be traded. If you're running the Brooklyn Nets, how do you handle this situation with Kevin Durant? As a Knicks fan, I, I let him go. <laughs> he, he said, as a Nick fan, you heard He's that. Like, I don't care. So the answer, but you know, I think he deserves to do what he wants to do at the caliber yep. of act that he is. Well, we love you, my brother, and we appreciate uh, you taking the time. We hope to come check you out, check you out at some shows, and you're more than welcome anytime to come back and join Jalen and Jacob. We appreciate uh, you taking the time. Appreciate y'all brothers, man. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. NYK. No doubt. Of course, The Inevitable 2 is out right now. Lloyd Banks, Jalen Rose, what does our guest have? Bars! We'll be back right after this. Thursday, 7 p.m. ESPN2. It is the Mercury against the Sun. Check out the WNBA action on ESPN2. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, another day passes. Brittany Griner still detained in Russia. Wrongfully detained way too long. One day is too many. 167 days is astronomical. We wish her a speedy, safe return to the United States. 
Jalen, LeBron James worked out at the Lakers facility with his two sons, Bronny and Bryce. And I want you to notice something about this clip. When all three of them dunk, watch how just gracefully Bronny and Bryce just keep it moving after they dunk. And then watch LeBron James take about 14 steps in a breath after his dunk. See that? Easy. Now watch LeBron. This is the 37-year-old. Watch the post on footwork. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten steps. And then watch Bronny. He's just easy. Light work. Keep it moving. I love this so very much. Uh, LeBron James has encompassed so many things that you would love to see from your favorite role models. A terrific parent as well. Great to see them in the gym putting in that work. Absolutely. And I just love his caption, too. He's like, I love doing what I love with who I love. As you know, every year on my birthday, I play pickup with my friends. It is my favorite day of the year outside of the JRLA Leadership Golf Tournament, which is coming up in August. We'll be back tomorrow. It's been two, four. Thank you PM. for the love. Thank you. You're far too kind. We always say to give the people what they want. Part of that is podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. A couple things I want to discuss with you, Mr. Rose. Jarvis Landry gets cupping session for recovery all over his body. Now you, my friend, podcast audience can't see this. But you've been standing up basically this whole recording session. And you you had cupping yesterday and acupuncture. Now, I know you don't like to go to doctors or take medicines or have procedures or surgeries or anything like that. So you're in a bad spot. Tell the podcast audience what it's like to be almost 50 years old. So what up, though? Um, shout to Jarvis Landry. The one thing about getting older, in particular as a current athlete or entertainer, or just all of us who desire and should be health conscious about what we eat, um, the things we consume, and managing our body. And there are certain things like massages and sleeping that sometimes you can take for granted. And for me, I believe between traveling and a hotel that I stay at when I'm on the West Coast, I think that mattress is too soft and it's hurting my back. Too soft? Mattress too soft? Yeah, because I've never had this issue in my entire life until like a month ago. And I was leaving the West Coast and I was on the airplane, took a red eye. And when I landed in Detroit, I was like, my back kind of hurt. So I was thinking it was from the flight. And before I knew it, the next two or three days, as you know it, I had a night where I slept an hour and a half where I was back on the floor, left side, right side, flat, stomach, feet on the bed while you're on the floor, walk in circles in the room, rinse and repeat all night. And then it got better and better over the next couple of days and then it went away. And so it just happened to me two nights ago, and then it got worse yesterday. And as you mentioned, I went and got acupuncture. And the beautiful thing is that it was already scheduled. You know what I mean? Like, it was already scheduled. I never had so, acupuncture. Does it hurt? Do you feel the pins going in? The first time I had acupuncture in my life, I was a member of the Raptors. And, and let okay. me just show you how um, progress progressive medicine and information has become in the NBA. 
in 2005, it was like a major deal to do two things. Go to yoga, because people weren't really doing that. Mm -hmm. And actually have the quote unquote courage to take those needles for the acupuncture. People weren't doing that. Because I remember when the lady came into the training room, I was like, I got bad sinuses and whatever, 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 telling her all my symptoms. It all sounded good till she was like, I'm gonna put a needle right in your, your cheekbone. I'm gonna put one in you. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, we not doing that. <laughs> it, it, the acupuncture cures everything. Like my wife goes to acupuncture to quit smoking cigarettes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like they do everything. Like yeah, they got real. a needle for everything. They got a little yeah, poke for poke real. for all your problems. Correct. But at that period of time, like the information wasn't as prevalent. So I didn't have the courage to take um, the opportunity to put needles in my head and in my face. I'm like, I don't want no marks on my face. You know what I'm saying? This might not work. Like, whatever. And so now, not only acupuncture, but the cupping. I remember seeing Michael Phelps at the Olympics and seeing him with the cups on his back and thinking, what is that, what is that, what is that? And then I remember them explaining it. And I remember thinking, I ain't doing that. I'm good. I don't what is it? All over my what, they, how do they, what does they do? So basically, here's what cupping is. I'm going to take a picture next time. So basically, it's, say, say like a, uh, it, it, it looks like a, a glass, right? Like it looks like a normal glass, but it's plastic. It just literally just flipped over with a little like oil on your back. And then it, it, and it, and it, and it takes the suction. It like gives you hickeys basically, right? Yeah, exactly. It sounds and, sexual. If my wife came home and was like, we're going to do some cupping tonight, I'd be like, I don't know what that is, but I'm down. <laughs> You want to do some spooning. That's what you want to do with her, not cupping. Uh, <laughs> but what what it does is it it, it uh, opens your pores. It rushes your blood to certain parts of the body, and that's why the circles uh, appear. And the darker the circles, it really show like more effect that you really need them. And so. Um, the next step to the cupping is not just having them sit on your back, Jacoby. It's actually moving them while it got your skin in them. It's like, mm. it's like, it's the equivalent of like having somebody scratch a chalkboard and you don't like that noise. That's how it feels when it's going down your back. It's like, ah, ah. So, <laughs> That's what it's like. That's what it's like. Yeah. What's it like again? What, what's it like? Ah, <laughs> it was. It was, it was killing me, but I was like, um, I was going to go ahead and do it. But I'll tell you this, between the acupuncture and the cupping, I feel 75% better. Good. Like before I went to bed last night, I was about to send an email to the NBA Today people because I do that show today. It was like, no way I can sit in that chair for an hour. No way. No way. And today I woke up, I was like, you know what? I can stand up one or two segments, sit one or two segments, Good. and get on out of there. Good. So, so Jalen, I, I have another news story I want to ask you about. Yes, sir. 126 pounds of cocaine washed up on the Florida Keys beach. Let's imagine that you're alone on the beach 
you're there early. It's like 5.30 in the morning. No one's there. Just you're alone. Just enjoying the sunrise. And 126 pounds of cocaine washes up right in front of you. What do you do? I believe that I'm probably the only person that's in a position to answer this question because I've actually been in a drug raid before. Okay. While I was in college. And the thing is, they thought it was a dope house because a friend of my mother, Fred, died and that became the hangout. You know how it works. Mm -hmm. You live with your mom, you're your only child, you live with your mom, your mom dies, the house becomes the hangout. And so we used to be pulling up at all times of the night, loud, playing music, you know, um, having some beverages, having young ladies come over, might have been some medicinal involved. So they just thought it was a, you know, a, a, a dope house. And so I just remember being a part of the raid and all of that stuff and get a ticket for loitering in a place where drugs were sold or stored because another gentleman, LW, I'm gonna protect his name, he had four rocks in his pocket. And I'll never forget, I was playing John Madden because I, I used to use the Giants. And I was, remember, I was, I was playing with the Giants. I used to rush LT on one side, make you throw it to Everson Walls, and Everson Walls will pick it off every time. O.J. Anderson in the backfield, you know, with Jeff Hosteller. Nobody used the Giants, so I used to be killing people with them. Nobody used them. That was my squad. But anyway, and so what I'm saying is I'm an inner-city Detroit kid, and I've been around that lifestyle. But the one thing I've never been is immersed in that lifestyle because that literally scares me. Like, there are certain things, fam, that scare your brother. Like, that white girl, I'm like, ah! <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want no problems with that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm laying on the beach, it's five in the morning, and I see it come to shore. What do I do? I'm like, let me see who I can call. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't gonna lie, the first call ain't gonna be 911. Okay. Okay. The first call. You're, you're not gonna, call, you're not gonna report it to the authorities. It's, a, no. it's got a street value of two million dollars. No, no. Because let me tell you why. I like to mind my business. And like I told you before, if I'm riding down the street and there's a car burning, I'll call 911. I'll scream for the person. I'll pray for the person. But I'm not about to park my vehicle, go put my life in danger for a stranger. Now, I don't have that courage. I, I really don't have that courage. And what ends up happening, Jacoby, I walk to that shore and mm -hmm. I start to say that I'm the first eyes that laid on, that, on those drugs. They might try to pin them on me. You see what I'm saying? They might try to pin them on me. Like, Oh, you just so happy. Oh, really? Okay, oh, really? Oh, it's all really? So you just so happen to be sitting here and all of a sudden $2 million worth of yay roll up? Seriously? We're going to handcuff you anyway. 
You see, like, when you look like me, for sure, you getting handcuffed anyway. Yeah, that, that's 48 hours of my life just to explain while I was on the beach and that happened. And so what I'm gonna do, I ain't gonna call 911, but I'm gonna acknowledge to some people that, you know, may have a better um, understanding of how to report things like that, per se. Mm. Okay. And put them in position to do it. It's not going to be me. Copy that. I know you've seen the clip. Big shout to Nori and Drink Champs. Irv Gotti was on there. He told a story about how he found out that his ex-girl, Ashanti, was dating Nelly. He was watching the NBA League pass. And there was a commotion in the crowd. And it ended up being Nelly and Ashanti sitting front row. Jalen, watching that clip, what were your thoughts? My thoughts were um, Murder, Inc. at a period of time, along with Rockefeller, Bad Boy, Rough Riders, um, the uh, Death Squad, Hit Squad. G-Unit that we had on today. G-Unit. Like, when, when people talk about New York having rap on lock, Wu-Tang. That's what that's the era they were talking about. Mm-hmm. That era right there. It that era embodies something like incredible for music and Bad boy. Just, just just for changing the game. And so on paper, when you look at that, you look back at the success that they had, and you're like, wait a minute, Irv Gotti was dating Ashanti? That's kind of what I peel from it. Because Ashanti was one of the top artists in the world. Definitely Ja Rule was. And I had a celebrity game 20 years ago, 20 years ago in Chicago. I had Ashanti perform at halftime. Oh. Sure did. Had Ashanti perform. Like, and, 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 and now I think about it, I have a picture with her and my oldest daughter, Mariah, from that day. So I've always been a fan of hers and Ja Rule and Irv Gotti. It's good to see Irv reinventing himself, producing projects for BET, um, letting his voice be heard. It's great for the game. It's great for the culture. But what did I think when I when he acknowledged that he saw her on League Pass? It reminded me so many times of the Kiss Cam at games, and when people get shown, and every now and then he or her turn away and put their <laughs> hand up because they don't want to be seen. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't together like that. Like, we at the game, but I didn't want people to know I was at the game, and I definitely ain't about to kiss this person. So that's what it reminded me of. But it was all love. Shout to Ashanti. Shout to Big Nella. shout to her. And big shout to Ja Rule. Ja Rule gets, he gets disrespected too often. You know what I mean? He's got hits on hits on hits. Big shout to Ja Rule. It was because of that. It was because of those fake concerts. The Firefest. The, the Firefest did him in. They made two documentaries about the Firefest. He didn't come off looking great. He did, you know, it sounded like a great idea at the time. You know? <laughs> well, here's, here's what he I want you to do. It. Whenever you get confused, don't try to steal other people's money. Okay. <laughs> you know, just, just don't try to steal other says, says the man that just hypothetically sold 126 pounds of someone else's cocaine. <laughs> you see why I would call somebody? Because they would assume I had something to do with it. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? They assume I have something to do with it. Oh, we really? always say to give the people what they want. Part of that is hearing from the people and involving the people in the content of our program. If you call 985-80-JALEN, you can leave us a voicemail. We're doing all voicemail Fridays as always. So call 985-80-JALEN right now and leave us a voicemail. We'll put you on the show just like this caller. Jalen and Jacoby, what up, though? This is Keon in South Louisiana. Shout out to Reg the Ledge. Shout out to the associate producers doing the real work while y'all get the glory. Anyway, I have a cultural or regional. Um, I went to my medicine cabinet, get some eye drops because uh, my eyes were red and burning. And uh, when I after I used it, I realized that the expiration date only was December 2019. And I was like, well, I don't care if it's almost three years after expiration. Got to use it. My eyes are burning too bad. Anyway, that led me to looking at some of the other over-the-counter medication I had in there. And almost everything in there is past its expiration date. I got I got nasal spray that expired in 2016. I got Vicks Vapor Rub expired in 2015. I got some throat spray that expired in 2006. Hell, I even got some anti-itch cream that expired all the way back in August 2002. That's 20 years ago. So anyway, is it cultural, regional, universal, or just me using over-the-counter medications that's years, even decades past the expiration date? Thanks for the call. I'm out. First of all, I love this call. I love, I love that he really, he really stuck the landing at the end when he said, "Thanks for the call." Like, no, 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 no. Thank you for the call, my Thank guy. Thank you, family. I, lo- I love this because there are certain things like I'm not touching. I'm not touching like ham in my fridge if it's one second. If it's past midnight on the day before the expiration <laughs> date, I'm not touching food. I'm not doing that. But anti-itch cream from 2000, put it right on my arm. And you know what I mean? The, the Vicks Vapor Rub that's five years expired, going right on my chest. Like, there, there are certain things that I will go through the expiration date red light for, and there are certain things that I absolutely will not, hell no, no matter what. I won't eat, I won't drink milk if it's close to the expiration date. Not even close. Not even close. So, big I shout out to Keon. About, yes, shout out Keon. Cultural, that's great regional. advice. I can't decide. I think it's universal. That's my thought. Your thoughts, Mr. Rose? I think it's... Uh... I think it's universal. Um, Here's why, because when things are uh, perishable and you look in the refrigerator and they're expired, you immediately think since I'm gonna ingest it that I could get sick. Mm -hmm. So you're more conscious of it. You're like, I'm not eating those eggs, I'm not drinking this you know, cranberry juice, um, whatever. I'm not eating this ketchup. But certain items like a Vicks Vapor Rub, for example, it's just human nature to think, number one, I'm going to the cabinet because I need it. See, that's the that's the There difference. you go, yeah. You've got a problem See, you need to solve, right, not just right. hungry. So, yeah. <laughs> so like I'm going to so now when I'm going to look for it, I need it. See, there's a reason why it's expired in your cabinet. It's because you haven't consistently needed it. So now you're going to it in a position of need. So absolutely, to be honest, if it was a lotion or a cream and it didn't look like too gooey or something, I probably would use it. But I'm, 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 
I'm an extremist in a lot of ways. Like, I may drink wine every day, but I'm never gonna smoke tobacco. It's just like, I don't know where these extremes come from in my life, but one of the things I do is I throw everything away. I'm big on that. Like, yeah. I'll go through the fridge, I'll go through the cabinet, I'll go through the closet, I'll throw underclothes away. Like, I'll throw some stuff away. Like, I'm not, I'm not a hoarder at all. You ain't gonna see Jalen um, doing a video of like, hey, y'all, come into my closet, and look, I got 500 pairs of Pumas everywhere. Like, you know, I'll get those away. Like, I ain't about to even be doing all that. I want the new ones, I want the classic ones. I need like about 20 that I could grab, 10 that I could grab, and I'm good. Like, I don't need all that. And so, I absolutely would use it, and I think it's universal people would use it. Ooh, Jacoby, I gotta tell you a secret. I'm gonna share You got a secret? Myself. If you're podcast listeners, you don't understand how just the body language and the face just changed Jalen. It was like it was like he just touched an electric fence or something. Like it, it like the whole thing just changed. He was talking about expirations in closets, and then all of a sudden, boom, the whole vibe changed. I, yo, What's the secret? Yesterday, just yesterday. So that's universal, and you go into the cabinet for need, Shout so you Keon. will still use it. Thanks for thanking yourself on the David call, David Jacoby. Oh man, what happened? Buddy? Yesterday, what happened? I was go I was gonna tell you yesterday. But I needed like 24 hours to pass. Yeah, I understand. So you wouldn't it. necessarily know it was me. <laughs> Yesterday, before the show, I went into the fourth floor bathroom at the LAPC. LAPC is the ESPN's uh, studios in Los Angeles, downtown Los Angeles, by the Staples. I needed to. Now, 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 if you don't like bathroom stories or you have kids in a car or whatever, this is your chance to exit stage left. Three, two, one. So I go to the bathroom like mm -hmm. normal human beings do. Mm -hmm. It has that sensor on the back, but the sensor on the back doesn't allow you to manually press it to flush it. What do you mean? Oh, okay, got you, yeah, yeah. You literally have, it only, it only does it for itself. There's no other button that you There's can always press. a button, dog. There's always a button. Family, trust me. Trust me. I <laughs> took the SAT test trying to figure this out yesterday. Trust me. <laughs> okay. So I'm in the bathroom. Uh-huh. I have I have a nice seated session. Mm-hmm. Seated session. Well put. I'm about to exit stage left. Exit and stage left. And I notice, left. I notice it didn't completely empty the toilet mm -hmm. when I stood up. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, me of all people, I am not about to leave this like this. Uh-oh. This, go, this goes against my religion. So you sit down, stand up, sit down, stand up, trying to get into I literally to go sit again. down, stand up, <laughs> it all flush. So this I think maybe this, it's- This is why you got those back problems. <laughs> so, so look, so at first, I still have my pants down. So I sit down and stand up or whatever. You can't sit down in the toilet with your pants on. You can't do that. No. So at first, I, but but at first I was like, so here's actually what happened. So I look in the, <laughs> I look, I stand up and realize it's still in the toilet. So I have my pants at my ankle still and I sit back down and I sit there for like five seconds and stand <laughs> up and hope it's going to flush. That should work. That should work. But it didn't flush. 
So I was like, oh no. So I did it again and it didn't flush. And I'm, I'm examining, I'm SAT testing, I'm trying to press it, I'm trying to <laughs> censor it. I tried to press the one on the wall, it didn't, it didn't work. And so I go wash my hands, I sit down on it with my clothes again before I leave to see if it's gonna work. It didn't work. And then so I went and sat in the other stall. I'm like, let me see if any of these working. You know what I'm saying? So I went to the second stall, pulled my pants down. Why you go to a different one? Because I wanted to not leave, you know what I'm saying, the toilet like this. And so I'm like, forget that. I'm about to go get maintenance. What? You getting other people involved? Yeah, I didn't want to do this. I did not want to. Oh, no, I'm I'm not getting anybody. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Someone else can figure that out. So let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. It was first thing in the morning. I was one of the only people there. And anybody that saw me that morning that went into that bathroom would have known it was me. (laughs) And it's against my religion. I hate people who do that. So oh, what you just come to my crib. We got we got three bathrooms in the crib. There's a deuce in one of them at all times. <laughs> at all times. All times. <laughs> and sometimes I come home from work. It's been there from like the night before. <laughs> my kids need to convert to your religion. Oh man. So I literally come out and I'm looking for maintenance. But I'm also trying to stay close to the bathroom because I don't want nobody else to walk into the bathroom <laughs> and see that I did that. But I don't want to walk too far. So I'm walking around the form. I'm like, good morning. Good morning. Trying to like get somebody's morning. attention. <laughs> and then the security dude comes. What's security going to do? The security dude comes because I was yelling loud. I was like, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> And then security you know, he went back right? to his colleague and he was like, the security dude was like, I, something's wrong with Jalen. He <laughs> lost his mind. He just Correct. screaming good morning to nobody and, on the fourth floor. <laughs> so then he comes over. I'm like, hey, man, I need maintenance. You know what I'm saying? Um, something's wrong with the toilet in the bathroom. And I was trying not to give, like, more details. Details, yeah, we don't need that. You just shaved that for the pod. Yeah, save that for the, the, the thousands of people yeah. listening He's to the like, podcast. I was like, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was, he was like, I was like, you know, something's wrong with the toilet. He's like, he's like, was it like that when you went in there? That was the moment of truth right there. Mm, you wanted to lie. You know what I'm saying? That's one of those things where it's like, you know, it means nothing to lie right here. It means nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm It's a little weird. white lie. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, yeah, that was me. You know what I'm saying? I did it. <laughs> That's my deuce right there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Get get maintenance. Why you why are you interviewing me? Yeah, what is this a deposition? You know what I'm saying? Why are you interviewing me, why dog? Why you interviewing me? I literally asked like, why are you interviewing me, dog? I'm in a, I'm in a crisis right now just, at work. I'm having a meltdown. I'm having a mental health breakdown right now. I'm trying to think if you was at the show on time yesterday. I think you were. Yeah, I think you were there. Hey, dog, I was in that bathroom for I was a, I was doing this for 15 minutes. The young lady was so kind. She came up. And oh as she no! Walked See, up, I would much rather be a dude. Something, no. something about I would much rather be a dude. Hey, dog. Let me tell you what I did. Went right in my pocket. Gave her a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars? You right? I'm like, my bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what did she do? Push the button? I know there's a button there. 
Well, then I exit stage left when she went Oh, you just let, let her handle it. Yeah, yeah. I, I exit stage The two of us, you don't need me involved in this. Yeah. I don't want you, I don't I want you looking at me left. and looking at my deuce, looking at me, looking at my deuce. Yeah. Yeah, those two are independent. I, 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 exit, I exit stage left. Well, but good. I was not going to leave that bathroom unattended while another human being walked in there to AC it like that and be noted I may have got, done it. I was not so going to do a that. Talent, we got a talent bathroom here at the studio in Seaport, right? And again, it's not just like, oh, the people on TV are more people more important than the people that aren't. It's not that. It's a, Sometimes if you're doing a live show, you need to handle your business during a break. So you need to make sure there's a bathroom open. They put a talent bathroom by the studios. It's a normal thing, right? It got so bad. That poor Stephanie King, one of the people that works here, had to go to Home Goods, buy a sign, and hang no. it in the bathroom no. that says, please flush the toilet. No. Like, the, the grown no. people, your favorite no. ESPN personalities aren't <laughs> flushing the toilet, so, so they needed to go and buy a sign. They spent $6.99, had to get it, bring it to the office, and hang it up in the bathroom. The other bathrooms don't have a sign reminding you to flush it. No, just this one. <laughs> And I remember I asked her, I was like, why, did you, is that necessary? Do we really need a police flush the toilet it's, it's necessary. It's necessary. She's like, yeah, man, it was getting kind of crazy. <laughs> like, damn. So I always, whenever, whenever I think of, see that sign, I was like, I wonder who the nasty person is that's not flushing the toilet around here. Well, I'm, I wonder who I'm the nasty names. person is. I'm naming names. If I walk into the bathroom behind you, especially that toilet, Ain't no hot. Oh, duh. Uh, Ain't duh. No I, hot. I told you, I, I blew it up one no time. Hot. And I opened a door waiting right outside as Emmanuel Acho. And I just looked at him, I was like, enjoy that. I was like, enjoy that. And then dude left for Fox Sports like the next day. That's why he's at Fox Sports. You're welcome, Marcellus. Got yourself a co-host because of my dudes. I loved him. They killing it too. I love Marcellus. That's my brother. Big I love them. They doing Acho. a great job. Big shout out to Marcellus. I apologize. Thank you for the call, Keon. You just rude. You just rude, Jacob. What do you want? What do you want? It's not rude. You gotta go to the bathroom, dog. It's not my fault. Appreciate you, Manuel Acho. Appreciate you, Keon. Appreciate the staff and our director. We'll be back tomorrow with another dope pot of step two. Why is that Jalen Anthony Rose? We're not done. We're not done. We are not done. Got to give the people.